You came here for the conversation, right? It's going down. It's crazy. Well, let me be clear. Nothing is off the table. We bring it to you raw and uncut. This is Never Play Yourself, the podcast. Let's go. Let's go. Boy, with another episode of Never Play Yourself podcast. What it do? Yeah. yeah. What it do? It's the kid, TJ. What up, man? What's up, man? Y'all right? I'm great. You wake your tired ass up. I know that much. <laughs> I'm working, man. Working too much these days. But I'm good, though. I'm hurting. Shoot. Me and you both down there working. All right. But, man, we got some special guests today. We on location, as you see. Yes, sir. You know, we at RAC Elites. Yeah, that's the loud. You know, the best barbershop in the city. Yes, sir. Don't let nobody else tell you any different. I got my man, the owner, the CEO, the founder, Corey. What's going, What's going on? on, man? What's up, big dog? What's going on? Appreciate What's you having on? us on the show. It's you know? <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, I appreciate you letting us come in here, man, and sit with y'all for a second, man. We just trying to do a little, you know, roundtable discussion real quick about, you know, fatherhood and, you know, the ups and downs, the, the mentality, the, the whereabouts of what we are, mm-hmm. you know, as millennials. I don't think nobody old as hell in here, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you got no granddad. We're still an eighties baby. <laughs> It's a track a decade. It's a track a decade. Okay. <laughs> no, nah, no problem, man. Y'all, this this y'all house too, man. Any client that come in this, this them doors or that door <laughs> is a you know a family member of ours. So welcome, man. Cool, cool. Well, you know, and, and then I appreciate that you say welcome because you know you greet everybody when they come in. Everybody does say welcome home. Mm-hmm. You know, just give me a little you know a snippet of you know why you say welcome home to a barbershop because you know. Even growing up, you ain't never had nobody agree to say, welcome home. You say, what up? I, I, I've been in many shops. You know, I, I've been inside many shops, and I just wanted to do something a little different, you know, give people that greeting, that respect, that instant respect, you know, as they come through the door, regardless of what your, you know, their status is, what you made, what you look like, you know. So being greeted with welcome home, it kind of gives you that edge off your shoulder, you know, because sometimes it's kind of difficult coming inside barbershops. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So when you get greeted like that, it kind of like take off the edge. Mm-hmm. You know, if this your first visit, you kind of timid when you come into a barbershop. You don't know what to expect. Are they going to be in an argument or things mm-hmm. like that? So being greeted with welcome home, it kind of just take away that edge. Okay. And then it's, it's like, it's more so <clears throat> like giving a person that family feel, mm-hmm. you know, and these my brothers here, so we all like family, you know, then I got two stylists, so we kind of like... Take on that family role and want everybody that comes in to feel like family, like mm-hmm. they're important, you know. So welcome being greeted with welcome home is is, is real big with RX Elites and the team that we have here. Cool, cool. And uh are you from Atlanta, Georgia? From Chicago. Shot time. Inglewood, Chicago. Oh man. You got to hanging out with Chief Keith and them, huh? Oh yeah, that's my dog now. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's four of us in the shop that's from Chicago, though. Okay. Yeah, so I, I, got, I got four, uh, no four brothers myself. No that's my brother, brother. That's my dog, buddy. We like 25-year niggas, you feel me? And then my man's Devontae, he's from Chicago. and got another cat. Um, he's actually in Chicago right now. Um, unfortunately, he had to go to a funeral, but black condolences to him. His, Shout out his black. People. Shout out black. Shout out to he's black. He's from Chicago, too. So... Um, 
Yeah, man, if I didn't open up a shop in Chicago, at least I can have some Chicago flavor in a shop in Atlanta, you know? Okay, okay. So, so you can, welcome to that hosp Southern hospitality. You know, I had it in me already. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I know some people from the north, and they think they better than us. No, that, that ain't never been my character, or either our character that, you know, that I see. But we all play a unique role here in RX Elite, and we all step up to the plate. Okay, so, cool. We're gonna uh, go around and everybody introduce themselves. You know, tell you where you're from and you know how long you've been in the shop. Mm -hmm. Well, first and foremost, I'm Corey. Um, of course, um, I opened the RX lease. Uh, it'll be two years in October mm -hmm. from Chicago. Uh, been in Atlanta for three for three years. Three years. It'll be two year anniversary in October for the RX lease. And I'm um, happy to, to be in Atlanta. It's, to me, it's like a breath of fresh air from where I'm from. Um, but I still love my city. You know what I'm saying? I think I, it, it kind of taught me a lot in dealing with, you know, people and business and just being around the world because it's, it's, it's important to have that, that balance. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, But I'm Corey. I've been here three years. How many kids you got? I have four. Yeah, four. I have four kids, three girls, one boy. Cool. Hey, baby then, then I just adopted him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. so I just claimed him on my 2021 taxes. <laughs> uh huh. I said, I mean, baby mamas. I mean, baby mamas? Yeah. Yo, mama. Um, <laughs> I hope it's my baby mama. <laughs> I'm sorry, ma. I love you, man. I, got, I got, I got, I um, got, Two daughter moms and my wife. Okay, so okay, nice. so three baby moms, two daughter moms, and my wife. Look at it. I'm trying to give you trouble. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. Two daughter moms. Daughter moms. They never heard that one. Daughter moms. Because they do a good job. I can't just say my daughter mom because they real important. Like,いいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいい
Uh, can't wait to kind of talk on that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to talk on RC leaks since what, December 2020? Okay. December. Right, so you was so, right when he opened. Yeah, well, technically, you looking at the whole history, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you look at it as like, you know, I was kind of late in the game, but yeah, yeah, right, right when, relatively when we opened in October. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, pleasure to be here, man. Thank y'all for having me. And thank thank you. Right? Appreciate you being here. Absolutely. <laughs> Big dog. It's your boy, Fester Barber. Hey, yeah. From DMV, Maryland, PG right. County, stand up. Right, right. Uh, I got one son, mom. I've been here since January or February, January? Yeah, it's January, February. Yeah. I just got here. Um, new nigga on the block. Yeah, new nigga, new nigga on the block. <laughs> Come take over. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they brought me in with welcome arms. You know what I'm saying? So I love the shop. A lot of love, a lot of positivity. And yeah, I got one summer off. Gotta keep saying that. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Okay, well, uh, I'm Putty the Barber. No from kids. Chicago. <laughs> no kids. I'm the only one here that doesn't, doesn't buy a lot of these having children. Shooting plates. But, 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 love the kids, man. Well, Whatever yeah. the fuck I'm shooting yeah. out, like, I'm having fun doing it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know. I love the kids, man. Uh, I've been in Atlanta 11 months now. Uh, man, and my bro held it down for me. You know what I'm saying? Opened the shop two years ago. Kept the seat empty until I made it down here. What, what, it was that was true. Like That's true. He did. Eight, mm-hmm. eight, eight months. Yeah, he, he, he kept it empty and shit about like eight months until I got down here. So, uh, you know, we devised the plan. I was coming, but I had to. Dot the eyes, cross the T's in Chicago, but I made it, and I'm very happy to be a part of this family because family is definitely what we are and what we portray, and it ain't just for the cameras. It's every day, you know what I'm saying? So definitely happy to be here, and uh, I'm glad y'all had me here. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate How many you daughter moms you got? Oh shit! Some moms. Damn. That's not on no. camera. <laughs> Hashtag. Step kid moms. How many step kid moms you got? Man. I gotta open the roster back up, man. Summertime. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But but bro, he's he definitely a father figure for the kids I have. You know, they definitely love them some Uncle Putty. You know, they even if I'm FaceTiming them at on Friday's my long nights. Mm-hmm. And I FaceTime my family before they go to bed and they eat, well, Uncle Putty. So they got I show bro ugly ass before they go to sleep. Uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? So, the show the monsters are real. Hey, take his cup from him, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's only gonna get worse. <laughs> Well, that's, that's cool. Oh, that's cool. That's uh, the kid, you want to? Uh, the kid, TJ from St. Louis. Everybody know that. Um, I got one. What is it? Son, mom. Son, mom. Mm-hmm. One son, mom. <laughs> one kid. <laughs> uh, he's nine. It'd be 10 this year. Absolutely. Yeah. That's it. Cool. How long cool. you been down here? You, you, you live in Yeah, I live down here. I okay. came down here in 2007. Okay. So you know about the red brick? Yeah, you got it. Red brick. Red bread. Is that my saying? 
Um, <laughs> you know Lil Kel? Ain't from St. Louis? Is a rapper? I don't know. Yeah, he's no, a rapper, Lil Kel. I don't know no rappers. You from St. Louis too? No. 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 What's your pizza spot? Emo's. Like East St. Louis or like? That's in Illinois. Nah. nah. But, but East St. Louis right by It's St. across the bridge, like, yeah, but it's right in Illinois. That's yeah. totally different. Yeah, it's totally no, different. No, no disrespect. Nah, you good, you good. I'm home with Lil' Kel. Shout out to Lil' Kel. He's from St. Louis. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Well, you know, P4, uh, Phil. Phil. Uh, I have one son. I don't have any uh, son moms. I have a wife. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, I got one. He's two. Growing on 22. There you go. But uh, I'm from Memphis, Tennessee. Been here 10 years. So, yeah, that's why I mean, man. Shout out to the 901. Next time you go back, bring me some Dixie Queen. I got you. I need that Dixie Queen. I got you. (laughs) So, uh, we're going to get it started, man. We're just going to take it back a minute. You know, before we get to the current and the present, you know, we're just going to, you know, bring it back a little bit because we just want to go full circle of how we got here. And uh, we're just going to talk about, you know, some things about our upbringing and just go around and talk about, you know, did you have a father or father figure in your upbringing or your in your household or, you know, down the street or around the corner? So, you know, just bring it up. Let us know. Are we going to order again? Or we yeah, just, 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 everybody, just talk, everybody just talk, man. We just hear from Well, like my, my father, he uh he did what he can do. You know, got caught in the system, doing this thing as a young lad. You know, I was the last of four for my mom, so I'm happy to be here. You know, my father, he, like I said, he got caught up. He been in jail, in and out, like most of my life. But when he was out, he was doing the best he could, and he taught me a lot, what to do and what not to do. Mm-hmm. You know, so then I had um again growing up in Inglewood, Chicago. Our block was considered <clears throat> like one of the main blocks in Inglewood, and there was a lot of cats that was, you know, doing wrong. Some was doing right. I mostly followed the ones that was on the right path, mm-hmm. you know. So they taught me a lot, grew me up, kind of molded me into the man I am now. So, but besides that, I mean, those are my father figures. You know, mm-hmm. I looked up to the guys that was doing the right thing and learned what not to do from the guys that was doing the wrong thing. You know, then my father, my father, now we. Kind of bonded here and there when he was out. Wow. Good dude, though. Fuck my dad. Damn. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, I ain't had my father in my life. Um, I don't blame him, you know what I'm saying? Because if you want to be in my life, you can. If you don't, I ain't going to blame you on that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, uh, I feel like I had, had a lot of uncles, mm-hmm. yeah. which consist of my mama friends that yeah. they was talking to. I found out, called my uncle. Mm-hmm. Right, but it was, you know, they, they were hitting. You know, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's your uncle with the watch. It's your uncle John right here. That's incest. Oh, why y'all talking? Why y'all kissing? Your mama kick your ass when she see this. Yeah, she is. She don't want that. That's uncle John right there. Uncle Daddy. But I never had a lot of father figure. I have an African father figure. He was cool. Definitely cool. Eight. Shout out to Abe. He uh, was Africa. He's from Ghana. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. really from Africa. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah like, he taught me different cultures and stuff. Like, I ain't, yeah. you know, growing up, you don't never really see a lot of different cultures unless you're only around your people. Right. But he showed me, like, we ate gold. We ate, ate different. Jalof? Yeah, he's, I don't know. No jalop? 
Yeah, no, we had you like we did. Rice. Yeah, the rice and the little bread. Yeah, yeah he yeah, he definitely taught us different cultures. So shout out to them. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes uh you don't have to have your dad in your life. I mean you should have your dad in your life, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But as long as other people step up and play that role, then you'll be all right. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, for me, man, when we talking about like the whole like father shit, like on Father's Day, like my head was fucked up. Cause like, you know, my father wasn't in my life consistently. Like I met him when I was like five, and I met him again when I was like eight, and I seen him again when I was thirteen. Kind of like, you know, when I got like the game banging um, scene, but you know, my mom. Shit, I, he was my father. My mom, the person my mom was with, she had been there since I was five, consistently. It's just, you know, being raised by a stepdad and having your dad like in and out, it's just like the most confusing shit ever. Mm -hmm. um, but that's who raised me. That's who taught me how to protect myself, taught me how to box, you know what I'm saying? Sign me up for football, uh, which shit, in turn, like, I could have did the football, you know, in college, if it weren't for my injury. Um, so yeah, just grateful for all the good stepdads out there, you know, holding it down. Shout out to the stepdads. Yeah. Shout, Shout out to the stepfathers. Shout out to the stepdads. Yeah. Not even to call them. That, you know, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not even to um, take away some of their credit. Mm. Because I think like the whole term stepdad is like, you know, kind of taking a lot of that status away, a lot of that credit away because you are the father. Well, I mean, as far as I go, like, same story, like, my pops or, you know, he wasn't in my life, you know what I'm saying? But I did have two amazing stepdads, so shout out Charles and Eli, definitely appreciate y'all. And I did have a host of uncles and, you know, guys from the hood, but, uh, you know, I was blessed to have, like, like a strong support system and a strong mind, you know what I'm saying? So I was able to take away from my uncles and my stepfathers what I needed, and I was able to look at what my biological father didn't do, and that made me into the man that I am today, you know what I'm saying? So it's like we, as people, sometimes we look at what didn't happen or we don't have and we get down about it when you should just learn from it and let that catapult you, you know what I'm saying? Like, stay in a positive lane, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, that's what I do right now, and keep that support system around you, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't be scared to talk, and then, like, if you feel a certain way and shit, you need to talk about it, like, talk to your people and shit, get professional, you know what I'm saying? Help, you know what I'm saying? People be scared to talk about that and be around that, but if you need that, get that, you know what I'm saying? Straight up. Yeah, you know, bringing out that mental health helps you out too. Mm -hmm. They, you know, we grow up and we just told to, you know, once we, you know, we fall, they get up, shut up, get up, you all right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Instead of just kind of expressing, so we for years we pack all that in, yeah, and we don't let the let Absolutely. it out, especially when it comes to other men because we, you know, think it's kind of weak. Indeed. You a simp, Indeed. you know, Indeed. things of that sort. So sometimes you know you need that outlet. Yeah, because mm -hmm. that's what. Where that rage come from? You've right. been holding in so much for so long, you know what I'm saying? When it finally come out, it don't come out the way that you planned it to. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Oh. People explode. Mm -hmm. you know? yeah. Well, this is a, t a touchy subject for me, but I'm going to talk about it. Um, my dad was in my life to 
probably about like six, disappeared, came back when I was like nine. Ever since then, like, we've been strung out. Like, man, I recently just got connected with him and talked to him one time, he passed away. But, like, father figures in my life, man, I grew up in, honestly, group homes. I never had a father figure in my life. So, like, mentally, that messed with me all my life. Like, I'm still trying to get over that. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got your family though, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, we here, we here, bro. Mm-hmm. We here, buddy. And that's what bro was talking about, like that support system. Like <clears throat> we all have our tough times, or have our like moments, or let me say like events of growing up. You know, tough paths, tough upbringings. But like bro said, when you got that support system, um, that can kind of help you along the way mm-hmm. until you become mentally strong enough to kind of like step out on your own and just. You know, now you prepare mentally to just do your own thing. Um, again, my father was on drugs, you know. He just died two years ago, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, <clears throat> I don't, you know, I know he upstairs now, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I just take for what he taught me, and I just keep moving forward. I can sit here and say, like, okay, well, and, and, and some take it differently. You know, I'm not saying that everybody needs to take it the way I take it, but, again, I channel my mental towards the positive versus dwelling on what happened to my pops and how he was brought up or was bringing me up. Because a lot of times we get um, <clears throat> we get kind of deterred on how we should teach our children mm-hmm. by the way our parents taught us. Mm-hmm. You know, we get stuck on that shit. So it's, it's, it's almost like you got to just kind of mold yourself into your own lane with mm-hmm. your own family. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So my father, he taught me some stuff. He taught me what not to do and all that. And I just kind of like... Use I make my own formula for my life and my family. You feel what I'm saying? So, I agree. But um, condolences to your pops, man. I, said, I definitely give you a big shout out. But like I said, we we all have to support each other, and that's like another thing. Like you never know what somebody's dealing with when they come in these doors. So that's why we try to make it as comfortable as we possibly can for everybody that comes in. You know, yeah. there's no there's no edge at all in here. Like you could honestly be yourself. And, I mean, you know, you've been rocking with us oh, yeah. over a year, so it's like. More than that. So okay. we just want to make it comfortable for everybody, man. We all God's people, and we people people. You feel what I'm saying? Right. So it's all love. So I do want to pose this question because everybody gave it, you know, their assumption of, you know, their dads and some of the lessons, you know, and things that they experienced with their father figures. I just want to know what kind of lessons do you teach your kids from what you've learned from your father figures. Mine that I'm gonna teach my son, which is one of the most important things I think my dad taught me. Um, and he drilled this in my head like all the time. And it's it's kind of important to everything that you do in life. And he always said, pay attention to details. Mm-hmm. If you pay attention to details, you will always win. If you'll know what's going on, you'll be able to see what's going on, see your surroundings, know what's going on, cross your T's, dot your I's. Everything, if you pay attention to details on on everything, you'll know what's going on. You'll be more knowledgeable. You'll be a step ahead of somebody who may know it the same amount as you, but they the details they miss, mm-hmm. you'll make you'll see them and you'll be just a step ahead. Absolutely, absolutely. No, I don't I'm know right. what I learned. Right <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm teaching you, dog. 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 I'm teaching you,
I already thinking like shit. What did I learn? But no, I learned you know just be consistent in your child life because I know how it was with me growing up. I guess from my own experience, not having my dad like didn't have my grad dad show up to none of my graduations. Didn't have my dad show up to a lot of stuff. So it's like to learn to be a father without having your father's heart. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like. And I'm learning myself. Like, I, I can't say I'm the best dad right now. You know what I'm saying? That I want to be. Like, my son lives in Chicago, and I still have problems trying to love my son, which is, I love him, but it's just a different level of trying to love. Like, I know I'm supposed to be this hard because my lifestyle, the way I'm moving, the way I'm trying to grow, but I want to do so much for my son. But it's like, I'm still focused on my career at the same time. So I do have these classes where it's like, okay, if I can't do it for you, I pull myself out. Because I don't know what to do. It's like, I just panic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I panic. I'm not going to lie. I do panic sometimes. But I pull away and it's not the best decision. So I'm still learning from other people. Like, no matter what, still be there for them. And I try to talk to them every night. We pray every night. You know what I'm saying? Even if I can't send something or whatever I can do for them, I'm always going to talk to them every night. We pray every single night, every day. That's like, at least something that you know. If you don't see me every day, all right, we're going to pray every night. You're going to... I want you, you to remember least, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you're going to remember good. that. That's good. You're keeping God first in that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what keeping y'all together, you know, especially when you're being long distance. Mm-hmm. You know, because that long distance, but we mm-hmm. Some tests and some motions. And, Absolutely. You know, you can kind of, you know, we us, us as men, we can compartmentalize everything and just be like, oh, well, he'll be all right, or, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to be all right. It's, it's that box, putting it in the box. You know, and sometimes you just got to be able to, you know, do something to have that communication. Mm-hmm. And that's good right there. That's good, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, this parent, parents, and this, it didn't come with a handbook. You no. know what I'm saying? It ain't come, I mean, like I said, it's a whole, everybody teach different. Everybody teach their kids different. Everybody operate different. You know, one thing I do instill in my kids is that um, to just respect yourself and respect other people. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, just start with a, a solid foundation of respect. You know, so if I can teach my kids to have respect for themselves and don't let nobody disrespect them and don't disrespect anybody, I think that's that's pretty solid. Well, what I learned from my dad when he, when he wasn't alive was basically like just grind. Like, like one thing he always did, he took me out to go get some money. Like, he gave me a box of candy one time and said, man, like, it ain't going to sell itself, so... He showed me one time we knock on the neighbor's neighbor's door, like he's selling candy from door to door. So, and one thing my um my my dad was also in my life through my uncle. Cause my uncle was there for me also, and he taught me how to grind also, like going door to door sales. So I took that from them and, and used it in my personal life. And I would teach my son the same thing. I teach him that now, like just how to talk to people and be a, a people's person, so you can be able, be able to always financially. Be reliable. I don't know. Be be financially um reliable for yourself, or basically always not to get some money. Mm-hmm. Huh. I, I think for me, uh, I always just had that complex because I think you naturally get things from your father, your parents by genetics, but uh, you can also learn from somebody just by being around them uh, for a certain amount of time. You know. 
my stepfather and father like two totally different people. Like my my daddy, that nigga just smooth. He ain't on no bullshit. My stepdaddy, he cool, but it's like he to himself. He ain't no social butterfly, like you know. And he more like and then, you know. He just know how to get shit done. Mm-hmm. So what he really taught me was fearlessness. Like my daddy, he slick, smooth, talking out of the way. Like the man I was raised by, like that nigga gangster. Now I remember I called myself game baby. When I first start like getting into the shit. And shit, motherfuckers supposed to be coming up to the school. You know, I'm in seventh grade. And you know, we fighting, throwing hands at that time. <clears throat> and I just remember all my guys left me. And it was just me, my sisters, and him. And he came to pick me up. So as I'm coming coming this way, about to go through the alley, he coming out the alley. And it's a big-ass crowd of niggas right there. Mm-hmm. And I just remember, like, man, he like, man, you got to fight these niggas. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what? Well, yeah, we finna go over there. <laughs> I'm like, get the fuck. I'm scared of them. I'm talking about my heart beating on my chest. And it's just like, brought me a crowd full of niggas. He like, man, the first motherfucker make eye contact with you, you go in on them. And it's, I just remember, like, the the... Fear turned into like vengeance, you know, of like this first tall ass nigga, you know, on dummy. I just came out the sweater and just clean three piece them, <laughs> like hard as I fucking could. And like when I say you walked out that shit scot free, like that that imagery will always stick to me. Mm-hmm. That that fearlessness is like you know when you hit hit hard. And I'll just never forget those real life yeah. lessons. Yeah. Our shit wasn't no more so in the house. Right. He's yeah. a real street nigga, so it's Chicago just like, shit, man. yeah, nah, real shit. Right. So, hey, well, that's, well, that's well, 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 what I, yeah, nah, real. Right back. What I still at everybody else's children. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like real shit. Like just don't be afraid to be yourself. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people out here trying to be like somebody else, and the people you trying to be like ain't even comfortable in their own skin. You right. know what I'm saying? And I mean, if you got little different type of attributes about you, like you a grown man, you like to read comic books, so fucking what? Right. You know what I'm saying? Don't like as long as you handling your business, you know what I'm saying? You being a motherfucker, a, a good citizen in the world, and all that shit. Like a lot of people is really out here scared to be them rappers and shit. Talking about they selling drugs, they shooting shit. You ain't doing shit like that. You ain't never did that. You know what I'm saying? So be you, be happy. You know what I'm saying? In, in your own skin. And by me saying be you and be happy, like, don't think like you can't change things about yourself. You can make yourself better. That ain't making you like not you, but make yourself a better person. But still like your core basis, be you. You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't be afraid to be that. You know what I'm saying? And you'll be a lot happier in life. You know what I'm saying? When you comfortable in your own skin. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Well, I would say, you know, less that I learned from my dad. One thing he used to tell me all the time is be a leader, not a follower. Mm-hmm. Indeed. used to tell me that all the time because you know I played a lot of sports and you know that was part of the the confidence boost that he tried to instill with me just be a leader and a lot of following that just with anything you know with your friends with you know with business mm-hmm. with you know you going out in the streets because you know the second part to the caveat of that is perception is everything right 
you know, I remember plenty of times me being young when I first was driving and had to beat in the car and this, that, and the other. And he always used to tell me, you know, not all the time you had to act a fool because, you know, just like you, you coming home from practice, but you, you know, you got your music up loud and this, that, and the other. And police could pull you over because they just see you. Just mind, you know, right. got the music loud and this, that, and the other. But the person in front of you might be a stone cold killer. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. But they got the, the bins and this, that, and that. He going to pull you over. Right. And then now you got to go through this whole X, Y, and Z. And those two things of, you know, not saying they ain't do nothing reckless. I did plenty of stuff reckless. <laughs> but, uh, you know what I'm saying? That still sticks with me today. You know, because, you know... Um, Michael B. Jordan did a movie called, I think it was called Fruitfield Station. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's the yeah. training station. Right, 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 right. I got a lot of flack because of my outlook of the movie. So if you remember in the movie, he got killed, right? Mm-hmm. Right. A buddy from jail seen him and killed him on the, at the train. Mm-hmm. And my thought process was, you know, yeah, he was wrong, but look what he did to lead up to that moment. When he went, before he went to jail, he was rah, 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 you know, fuck this shit. He got into jail. He was popping it off. Everybody, he got out of jail. He changed his ways. But it's what he did prior to that caught up with him. Yeah. You know, people came. His mama was telling him to chill out. His girl was telling him to chill out. He got to jail. He still was in jail popping off. He yah, yah, yah. So when he got out, he got popped. You know, it was unfortunate, but it was kind of like, I looked at it, it was like, man, it was just, look at all the stuff he did prior to. You know, when he, he had all the warnings, he had all the support trying to get him to chill out. You know, and it's just unfortunate that it caught up with him because Buddy didn't know he changed his ways. Right. He's just like, the last image he knew was what Buddy was when he was in jail. Mm-hmm. He was talking that smack and he mm-hmm. said X, Y, and Z, so he seen him outside. Mm-hmm. You know. Sorry. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just, you know, some things, you know, you just got to think about sometimes. But I think, you know, that just comes with maturity. Right. How it's going to affect you in the long run yeah. versus mm-hmm. the immediate. You know, we, we could talk about a lot of things of that sort of like, you know, Will Smith smacking Chris Rock. You know, mm-hmm. everybody talk about what they would have done if they were Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. but Chris Rock thought about it. He, I guarantee he thought about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. He thought about the bag if he had slapped Will Smith. Right. Man, that's the highest paid smack you ever going to see in life. Right. Man. He thought about you know? the bag. You see what happened now. He get more money now because mm-hmm. of the slap. But, um, you know, just on the line it up a little bit, what are some, what, just name me something or tell me a, something that y'all have done that your dad or your father figure may not know you've ever done. Done as far as like you know, you know, we was. I'm sure all y'all were clowns and did some things <laughs> out here. I ain't saying no, put it out on the street. Police come get you. <laughs> but that's yo, yo, dad, yo, yo, dad was right man, here. He'd be like, dad, that, you that sound like a setup. Ass. <laughs> uh, I said it. Oh, shit. Well, yeah. no, I mean, I'm playing I'm shit. I was a hustler as a kid. You was a hustler. I was a hustler. Like I was probably in third grade, and I used to go to the gas station. I used to um, pump people gas for like 25 cents, like fill up the gas tank or whatever. And then like if they walk away from their car, I'd go in the car and grab something right quick. <laughs> right. But I ain't know no better, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I learned from my mistakes. 
You know what I mean? So, yeah. One thing my father didn't know for a minute as a kid, uh, I used to get bullied. Mm -hmm. was a neighborhood bully. And I think I was like probably eight-ish, nine-ish maybe. And we used to run from him. Me, three other my friends, we used to run from him. Every time we seen this nigga, mm-hmm. every time, my father found out. <laughs> he found out. He, and my father, he had like a half voice like Mike Tyson. Big nigga, man. Big dude. Well-respected. Every fucking hood you can name. Charlie Glove. Chicago, Charlie Glove. Charlie Glove. He found out that I was afraid of the dude. And, and the dude, like, he was shorter than me and everything. Just mm-hmm. the, the way he talked, though. You know, as a kid, when motherfuckers talk loud, you get fearful. Like, mm-hmm. tuck your tail and all that shit. I didn't know he didn't know how to fight. So he, he made us get in the grass and wrestle. He like, get your ass in that grass. And my father, get your ass in that grass. I don't want you to wrestle. Like, keep wrestling until you get it. Right. I was scared out of my mind. <laughs> I, I wanted to cry so bad. Like, real shit. I wanted to cry so bad. But I couldn't cry in front of my father, though. Because mm-hmm. he just dead fucking tough. He won. Grab me by my motherfucking chest with no shirt on. Pick me up by my chest, no shirt on. That's how strong that yeah. nigga was. Bro. Real shit. Yeah. Like this like, so he said. He said, "Get your ass over there and wrestle." I'm scared as fuck. I start flipping this nigga like a pancake. <laughs> flip, 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 flip. And I'm like, all right, cool. And then for like for the rest of that day, I was still scared of him because I just thought he was going. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but then the next day he saw me. Corey, what up? Shaking my hand. I'm like, I got this nigga. You feel me? I'm nine years old. Like, I'm super scared of this nigga at first. Mm-hmm. My father found out, named me wrestling, and that kind of like took over my outlook on a whole bunch of loud mouth motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Real shit. Yeah. So now I look at different people, like people that be talking that wah, 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 wah. I don't even, it don't move me at all. Mm-hmm. You know, and just that situation that he didn't find out, and, I, I, and I'm glad he did because it taught me, you know, how, how I move now. And I right. view people now. You know what I'm saying? So, I got a similar lesson today. I got jumped <laughs> in the fourth grade by a whole bunch of elementary kids. It was my homeboy, and it's like he used to always protect me, like no matter what. Mm-hmm. So like, we had to walk home from school. Like if you live within a mile, I lived a mile away exactly. <laughs> you had to catch. You couldn't catch the bus. You had to walk. So if you was a mile away, I'm in elementary school. So one day he missed school. He didn't come to school that day. So the whole school knew that he wasn't going to be able to protect me. So I waited like an hour after school, got out. I'm like, damn, I ain't finna walk home. And so he ain't finna beat my ass. So I was like, you know what? So I ended up leaving. And I took a shortcut. Wrong shortcut I ever took in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and the crazy thing, I won the jump on everything I love. Like one kid ran up to me. It was a tree right there. He tried to swing and miss. And I smashed his head to the tree. I was fat, so I tried to run, but I couldn't run, so they circled me, and I learned karate like a couple weeks before, so <laughs> <laughs> I just kept swinging in the circle, like you right. said, like, I was scared of a loud mouth kid, yeah. and ended up beating his ass type shit, and nobody messed with me for that, like, yeah, so it's like crazy you, you need those type of events to kind of teach you, though, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Sometimes your back got to be against the wall, because, yeah. and you're not going to do it yourself. It take another person, another to body bring it out, to bring, bring it out. out of you. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm glad that my father made me wrestle this dude because he don't even know. Like I said, my father died. He don't even know how much that incident, that one single incident, groomed me. Like, you know what I'm saying? For the rest of my fucking life, bro. Mm-hmm.